what you hear and Lord we just come before your throne and we just ask Father that you bless each person who's listening in Lord we pray the eyes of every heart be enlightened we pray Lord that each person will know what is the hope of their calling what is the height width length and depth of your love toward us in Jesus name I pray Lord that each person will have a revelation of your great love Uh, Father I ask you to send the spirit of adoption Father, I ask you to send encouragement. I ask you to cover us all with the blood of Jesus. I loose and send forth your angels to minister to each person who's listening in, uh, whatever kind of angel we need. Lord, are not your angels ministering spirits sent to help and care for those who are to receive your salvation? Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask tonight that I be a tree of life, that you be glorified, that every person be free tonight of the yokes that they have uh, been subjected to. Uh, Father, I pray that as we abide in your word, that each person will know the truth and the truth will set us free. We just take uh, take our position in the heavenly places far above principalities and powers, and we bind you, Satan, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in heavenly places. We bind you in the heavenly places, and on this earth we forbid you to work with, communicate with, Make contact with anyone on this earth or in the heavenly places to work divination against us. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray a special covering of warrior angels over Ronnie and her family, over Dorothy and her family, over every person who's listening in, over me and my family, in the name of Jesus, over the saints all over this earth. Uh, Father, over our president, Donald Trump, over those helping him and supporting him. Father, we pray a special covering of warrior angels around and over us, Boomerang back on the enemy every curse and assignment that's sent against us in the name of Jesus. And we declare that the boulders that are rolled on us will roll back and crush those who roll them. The pits they dig, they'll fall in, and the nets they hide, don't see, will be caught. And Father, we say, let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. No weapon formed against us will prosper, and every tongue that accuses us in judgment, we condemn. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do tonight. In the name of Jesus. Before I start, I just want to um, tell you that we're, we're on the first and the third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. Um, Abiding Life Ministries was founded in 1978 by my late husband. Um, I've been in deliverance 35 years, and um, every day is a day of deliverance. Sometimes we think deliverance is a one-time thing, but it's an ongoing thing. And it will continue on until you enter eternity if you're wise. 
you'll walk in repentance, which is the key to deliverance. You know, James 4, 7 says, um, give yourself to God and resist the devil and he'll flee. And that's really deliverance in a nutshell. Um, The scripture tells us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, and that means deliverance from the molestation of the enemy. Salvation not only means healing, but salvation, it means healing, deliverance, preservation, and it means restoration. And so I praise God for, um, for God's salvation that he gave us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we thank you that we're overcomers because of what Jesus did at Calvary. The scripture says that Jesus Christ spoiled principalities and powers, making an open show of them, triumphing over them at the cross. Um, you, uh, my mailing address is Post Office Box 1141, Lindale, Texas, 75771. If you want prayer when the teaching is over, you can call 646 595 Eight, four, and don't forget to press uh, the number one. Uh, you can go to my website, jerrymcgee.com, and I'm sorry to say it's not updated as to my schedule, but there's uh, free CDs you can listen to. Uh, there's books and tapes that you can buy. There's articles that you can print out, and I'd just like to make you aware of, of a couple of books. One is called Clearing the Land, Preparing for Deliverance, it's a little book I put together in 1985. It's in uh, Russian, it's in um, uh, English, and it's also done in Spanish. You can actually go through this little uh, repentance book, and you can actually get deliverance just going through the repentance book. And you can order that online at jerrymcgee.com, and that's G like George, E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E, and that'll take you to my website. Um, and you... And you can just see uh, lots of, there's just hundreds of CDs you can order. But I wanted to encourage you to to buy Clearing the Land because um, you can get deliverance just going through the book. Another little book that uh, I was encouraged last weekend, I taught in Lafayette, Louisiana, or in the Sun, Louisiana, which is right outside of Lafayette. Uh, Someone had read my little book on drunkenness, Is It a Blessing or Curse? and told me that I need to uh, promote that book because it's a message that needs to get out in the body of Christ. There's a spirit of spiritual drunkenness that's sweeping the church, and it's not of the Lord. And in this little book, it it goes through every scripture on drunk, drunk and sober alert to show you there's not one scripture that backs up that doctrine of being drunk in the spirit. Actually, it's a judgment that God sends on spiritual adultery. And, um, so I encourage you to get that little book. I think they're $5. I'm not sure, plus shipping. If you are international, I think the shipping is a, is a lot more. I don't know how much it is, but my secretary can uh, can tell you. If you want to email me, you can email me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net. If you'd like a, um, a meeting scheduled in your area, you can email me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net dot uh, net and uh, I'll be happy I go wherever the Lord uh, opens the door for me Um, and just uh, my schedule is I'll be in Duncanville Texas which is borders Dallas on the south side on uh, August the 12th from 10 to 1230 I'll be at Luck Hamilton Bible Camp 
August the 31st through uh, September the 3rd. And you can go online. You can get prayer every morning. We have prayer teams that pray for people every morning. And you can go to LakeHamiltonBibleCamp.com and you can um, you can get the information of the camp. It's very inexpensive to go there. Um, also, I'll be in York, Pennsylvania, September the 28th through the 30th of September 2017. And so... Uh, I want to encourage you to go uh, onto my website, and also there's um, there's a video that was done of my son 13 days before he died of AIDS called Todd's Greatest Regret, and I think you'll be blessed by that. If uh, if it's not on my website, uh, I think it is, but if it isn't, you can go you can go to YouTube.com and um, look up Todd's Greatest Regret, and you can listen there. Well, tonight's message is on yokes of bondage. And we've all been under yokes of bondage, all of us. Um, You know, the Bible says the only yoke that frees our neck is the yoke of Jesus, where Jesus says in Matthew 11, um, 28 and 29, he says, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon your neck and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble, and you shall find rest for your soul. For my burden is light and my load is easy. And actually, when, when you live in a life of unrest, you're really under a curse. Deuteronomy 28, and I don't know exact verse, but it says um, that you will, uh, the Lord will give you uh, no resting place for the soul under the curse. It goes back to Deuteronomy 28:15 says, because of disobedience to the voice of God and his commandments, he'll put a yoke on our neck and... Um, it says in uh, 2848, I believe, <clears throat> he'll put an iron yoke on our neck, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But in another verse, it says that there will be no resting place for the sole of your foot, but there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes, and despair of soul. So you see eye problems and unrest. And unrest is a curse because the only place you can find rest of Jesus uh, where Jesus says, come unto me, but you have to come to him. Now, the opposite of that is you get other yokes. If you don't wear the yoke of Jesus, you're going to get a different yoke. In fact, it's either being, contr- you know, a yoke is a picture of being controlled. Um, a person that would wear a yoke is a picture of subjection or servitude. The wrong kind of yoke is just the opposite of the, of the yoke of Jesus that brings us into rest and peace. Um, but it's just the opposite uh, where it says, uh, you know, the, the, a yoke can be grueling, shaping, annoying, and vexing. But the yoke of Jesus is light and easy, and you find rest for your soul. And so a yoke is a picture of subjection or servitude. Uh, you're either letting the Holy Spirit control you or you're letting another person control you. It's either the Holy Spirit or the unholy spirit. Uh, as I said in, in Deuteronomy 28:48, God says because of disobedience to the voice of his, in his commandments, that he'll put an iron yoke on our neck. It says, therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord shall send against you. And I want you to notice that the Lord sends them against you in hunger and thirst and nakedness and the lack of all things. And he will put an iron yoke on your neck until he's until you're destroyed, until he, until he has destroyed you. And so if we, and of course, 
the curses come upon us because of rebellion to the word of God. And so when we're submitted to God, which is a picture of wearing the yoke of Jesus, coming unto him because we're, we're, we're burdened uh, and to cast all our care on the Lord and to come and uh, take his yoke upon our neck and learn from him for he, it is, he is gentle and humble and you shall find rest for your soul. And for me to wear the yoke of Jesus, I have to humble myself and I have to be willing to come under his control. You know, because parents modeled for us a picture of what God's like, um, sometimes we are afraid to come to God because we, we, we're afraid that he's like our mother or father. Say, for example, if your mother and daddy didn't want the best for you or if they didn't protect you or if they lied to you or if they wouldn't forgive you or if they were abusive or they were not protective or not nurturing, then the, the lie is that God's the same way. And so it takes faith to yield to a God that you think that could be like your mom and dad. But God is nothing like your mother and father. God is a perfect God. He cannot lie. He loves you with an everlasting love. He has a plan for your life. He says you can do all things through him because he strengthens you. Um, The scripture says when you're weak, you're strong. His strength is made perfect in your weakness, not in your strength. Um, the scripture says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're more than a conqueror through him that loves you. And he says he'll not leave you as an orphan, but he'll come to you. And so we have a choice to wear the yoke of Jesus or to wear other yokes. And so when we wear the yoke of Jesus, we're really walking in the spirit. And when we wear other yokes, it's really the unholy spirit. And so a way, uh, another way of explaining it is if you uh, pictured a potter's wheel, potter and you're the clay the clay does one thing and that's to yield to the potter and the potter does all the rest and so if you grew up having to do everything yourself then you're trying to turn the potter's wheel and you're really in rebellion even though you don't want to be maybe but until you yield to the potter um, your life will produce the fruit of the flesh but when you yield to the potter your life will produce love joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness self-control and so you're either wearing the yoke of Jesus or these other yokes. And I'm just going to go through some of these other yokes, and then we're going to do deliverance at the end. Um, and so the yoke of iron, it says, you know, that he'll put a yoke of iron on our neck and we'll serve our enemies in hunger and thirst and nakedness and the lack of all things, and he'll put an iron yoke on our neck until we're destroyed. <clears throat> and that's just the opposite of the scripture in Matthew 6:33, where Jesus said, um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Well, the yoke of iron causes us to be hungry and it causes us to have lack, not have our needs met and to be in bondage. And so, um, and it also brings destruction to our life. And so, um, so the yoke of the yoke of iron is an, is another yoke that for wear or we've wore besides the yoke of Jesus. It can also be the root to neck problems because if if a, if a yoke's on your neck and it's grueling, shoving, shaping, annoying, and vexing, then that could cause your neck to hurt. So if you've got neck problems, it could it could just be from being stubborn. You know, I've seen people delivered uh, just when they repented of being stubborn and rebellious. Another yoke that I want to tell you about is yokes that other people put on you. You know, there's self-inflicted yokes. So the heaviest yokes I've had on my neck are those that I've put on my own neck. 
you know, you can't see a yoke with a human eye. Um, but in the spirit realm, angels and demons and God can see the yoke. And so if we let other people um, put yokes on us, it's a picture of being controlled. And, and God doesn't want anybody to control you. He wants the Holy Spirit. He wants to control you through other people. Now, God wants us to submit to authority, but authority is Jesus speaking through authority. Uh, he doesn't want us to obey someone's demons because Jesus said in, in uh, John that his sheep hear his voice and they obey him and they'll not follow the voice of a stranger. And the voice of a stranger is the voice of another. And, and any voice of another is a voice that contradicts the word of God. And so God certainly wants us to submit to authority, but he does not want us to submit to the demons in authority. He gives us a conscience and he wants us to obey that conscience. And so uh, there's many scriptures that I could teach on um, to show you what true submission is, submission to the Lordship of Jesus in other people. You know, if a two-year-old speaks Jesus to me, I'm going to obey. And so we need to listen to the voice of, of God through people and praise God. But God wants us to walk in love. He certainly don't want us to tell somebody, I'm not going to submit to your demons because then we're in the flesh too. But uh, there's a way that we can speak the truth in love. But other people put yokes on our necks. Uh, we put yokes on ourselves. <clears throat> and the heaviest yokes I've worn are those that I've had expectations of myself. Um, you know, God wants us to be conformed into his image. And if someone else is controlling you, then you're being conformed into the image of those who control you. And, you know, sometimes, and I'm not saying that this is wrong, because even through a good soul tie, people can be look at, looking like one another. My mom and dad, uh, after living together 60 years, they actually resembled one another because of a healthy, good soul tie. I mean, I had a good mom and dad. But um, if you let people control you in a negative way and they're evil through a soul tie, You'll be conformed into their image. So we want to be conformed into the image of Christ. Romans 8 says that everything works together for good to those that love the Lord, to the called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew he predestined to become conformed into the image of Christ. And so he wants to change us from glory to glory to be more like him. And, of course, uh, we are all a work in progress, and we all have a long way to go. But but in eternity, he'll give us a new body and and um, but but while we're here, we have to learn to overcome things. First Kings twelve verse four says, "Your fathers made your yoke made your yoke hard. Now therefore, lighten therefore lighten the hard service of your fathers and his heavy yoke, which he put on you." And we will serve you. And, of course, um, they didn't want to do that. And then he said he was going to make their yoke harder. And this was a king back in First Kings. And I'm having difficulty reading this because I'm on the computer. So just look up verse 9. Another <clears throat> yoke that people wear is the yoke of pride. Uh, Psalm 73 says, therefore, pride is their necklace, um, a garment of violence covers them, and it's like a garment of a harlot, 
a harlot is not only a prostitute in the physical, but when we pray prayer to receive Jesus and our heart goes after other lovers, we live after the flesh, spiritual harlots. And so uh, a spiritual harlot would wear a garment of pride. So it says, therefore, pride is your necklace. The garment of violence covers you. The imaginations of your heart run riot and your eyes bulge out with fatness, which means to bulge out or to swell out, which is one of the, one of the roots to glaucoma uh, is pride. And God wants us to humble ourselves. You know, Satan is king. According to um, Job 41, Satan is king over all the sons of pride. And God wants us to humble ourselves and for us to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow the Lord, then uh, we have to humble ourselves. We have to choose against ourselves. And then there's a yoke of fear. Romans 8 says, I think it's 8.13 says, Sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, for we have not received the spirit of fear leading, leading to slavery, but we have received the spirit whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. And so, so whenever we're not walking in the Spirit, we're letting the unholy Spirit control us, then we have a yoke of fear. It says in uh, King James, a yoke of bondage. And so... When we're, when we're not walking in the Spirit, it says, Sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, for we have not received the spirit of fear or a yoke of bondage leading to fear again, but we have received a, a spirit whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. So when you're not walking in the Spirit, it proves that you're not a son of God, uh, and, and that doesn't mean that all of us are perfectly walking 100% of the time, but if we have a lifestyle or we practice and have a lifestyle, of walking after the flesh, then it proves that we're not sons of God. But and, and I want to say this: we're not saved by what we do. I mean, we're not. We don't obey to be saved. We obey because we are saved. And this, uh, I just want to say this too: if you're listening and you've never given your heart to Jesus, you can never be free of anything until you uh, yield your heart 100% to the Lord. Many people in the body of Christ are not even saved. In fact, it's been estimated. of church members are not even saved because they're still living after the flesh. They're full of, the church is full of religious people that deal with the outward appearance and never deal with their heart issues. And so uh, if you've prayed a prayer and you've never been willing to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow the Lord, you need to be born again. And it's not something, it's not a head knowledge, but when you're born again, God transforms your heart and you're a new creation in Christ. I remember I got saved reading the Bible back um, in 1963. I was saved uh, when I was reading the Bible, looking for answers for my sister's of my sister's problems because she was going through divorce, and I found answers to my own problems. And so I realized when I got to the scripture in First Corinthians that says, "If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away, and behold, all things become new." I thought, well, that's what's happened to me. I wasn't even a church member when that happened. But um, it was like a heart transformation. And I'm, God is still transforming my heart. I'm still a work in progress. But it's been consistently, God's been consistently changing my life since that day. But I remember I was in the kitchen, and I can tell you, even the direction I was facing east in in Lavernia, Texas, in my kitchen, and uh, a curse word came out of my mouth, and I said to the Lord, 
that doesn't sound like anything that a Christian ought to say. And God delivered me back there in 1963. He delivered me from profanity. And so um, it's something that you cannot explain, but you know that you know that you know um, that God changed your heart. So if you're listening to me now and you've never been born again, you need to be born again. And you have, and for us to follow the Lord, we have to be willing to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow the Lord. You know, in the parable of the sower, it gives, talks about the sower goes out, and this is in uh, Mark 4 and Matthew 13 and Luke 8. The sower goes out to sow seeds, which it says the seed is the word of God. And so some of the seed fell beside the road. Now I'm going to describe four types of soil, and, and, one, and you, are, you and I are one of these types of soil. And so the first soil, the seed falls beside the road, the birds eat it, which represents Satan. Um, and the second uh, seed falls among thorns, where it says that <clears throat> the worries, the cares, the pleasures, uh, and the desire for other things choke out the word. And the next soil is that the seed is sown on hard ground. Well, if you've ever had a garden and you've tried to sow seeds on hard ground, uh, the seed doesn't come up, or if it does, the minute the sun hits it, it it rivels away, it swivels away, withers away, and so that's a picture of a person that receives the word. But the minute the persecution of the the storms of life come, remember the the minute the persecution comes because of the word, uh, the minute that person hears they have to deny themselves, take up their cross, uh, they fall away. Uh, so they, they it doesn't ever take root. Uh, Jesus said in John two that many people were believing in his name, but he wasn't giving himself to them because he knew all men's hearts. And then the fourth type of soil is the soil that's the good sandy loam soil that that, uh, will produce 30, 60, 100 fold. And so God wants us to be the kind of soil that produces fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. And you cannot do that if you're not willing to deny yourself and take up your cross. It's a continual uh, walk of repentance. Of you know when you fall off the potter's wheel get back on the potter does all the work he turns the potter's wheel he fires the clay he takes the junk out of the clay he shapes you forms you molds you makes you and only thing you have to do is yield to him or come under his control and that's a perfect love that'll cast out fear when you do that but uh, uh, there's a yoke of fear which is a yoke of bondage and that comes in when you don't walk in the spirit uh, you have a yoke of fear and either you fear the Lord or you're going to fear everything else. And so if you're a person that lives under a spirit of fear, this yoke of fear will cause your life to be dominated by a spirit of fear. And so you'll make your decisions based on a spirit of fear guiding you instead of the spirit of the Lord guiding you. It's almost like we're bound down to fear. Yes, fear. Yes, fear. Yeah, I'll do this. And, of course, with that comes fear of man, fear of confrontation, and about a million other fears. And fear is also the root to autoimmune diseases. So if you're listening and you have autoimmune diseases, it's rooted in a spirit of fear. And Jesus came to break off all our yokes. And his yoke breaks off every other yoke. When I wear the yoke of Jesus, his yoke breaks off every other yoke. Isaiah 9 says, For you shall break the yoke of the burden and the staff off their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors as the battle of Midian. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a child is given, 
speaking of Jesus. And he and and the government will be on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government. Praise God. You know the one world order people think they're in charge, but really God's in charge. He says he laughs because he sees their day coming. And, you know, uh, there's lots of things happening in this world that cause people to live under a spirit of fear. Uh, I think that one of the main things that causes us to fear is is when you grow up without loving parents, parent without parents that protect you and watch over you and nurture you, you believe a lie that God's not going to take care of you either, and you're going to have to take care of yourself, and you don't know how to do that. And so... You you have a lot of mother-daddy issues that need to be healed in that case. But praise God, he can heal you. And you can go into uh, the archives of uh, Blog Talk Radio, Dorothy Carruthers, and you can um, read a, uh, you can listen to a lot of the teachings that I have done on uh, spirits of fear, how to overcome fear, and um, and how to overcome anger, and how to live an overcoming life. The, the scripture says the yoke will be broken because of fatness, and an, which is an ingredient or, a, or something that is a special um, endowment of the Holy Spirit. Um, so it will be on that day that the burden will be removed from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be broken because of fatness or because of the anointing. And I'm going to skip over some stuff because I'm having difficulty reading. But there's also a yoke of Assyria. And there's lots of false gods that have to do with Assyria. Is a modern-day Iraq. Um, and I'll just tell you a few little things about the, about, the Assyria, about the Assyrians. I'm having to skip down here. Uh, they worship nature. They believe that every object of nature was uh, possessed by a spirit. And, you know, you may have never been an Assyrian, but, you know, we don't know what's back there in our bloodline. So we need to renounce their false gods. And there's many, many. In fact, you can go on the Internet, and because I can't read this, the chief god was Asher. Asher. I'll read some of these. Uh, All other primary gods, they worship other primary gods uh, related to objects of nature. Um, these included any god of the heavens, uh, Baal, the god of um, the god of regions, anyway, go on the internet and pull up the gods of the Assyrians and renounce all of them because i can't I, I have a difficult time pronouncing them even, and right now I'm having a difficult time even reading them because I'm having to read off my computer. So I'm going to scroll down and pass all that up. Just knowing they worship false gods. So we'll renounce the false gods of the Assyrians, which causes them to, um, brings bondage to our life. Uh, 
I have to be careful because this scrolling down skips too many pages sometimes. When I was preparing the message, my computer was down, so I couldn't email my my notes to myself, which I usually read off of an iPad, and it's much easier, but this is difficult. There's also yokes of pride. You know, if the yoke of Jesus is a humble yoke, um, then pride, which is the character and nature of Satan, is just the opposite. There's a yoke of pride. If we're living after the flesh, we have a yoke of pride. Um, a spiritual adultery brings a yoke, and I just explained that, that when we, when we uh, pray a prayer to receive Jesus and our heart goes after another lover, then... Um, we commit spiritual adultery. Lamentations 1.14 says, The yoke of my transgressions has me bound by his hand. They are knit together. They have come upon my neck. Um, he has made my strength fail. The Lord has given me over into the hands of those of, of whom I'm unable to stand. And then we can have yokes because of hardness of heart brings a yoke. When I bow my neck and harden my heart, that can bring a yoke. Hosea ten eleven says Ephraim, which means Ephraim was another word for the church, another word for Israel. Uh, and, of course, um, Romans 9 and also Galatians 3 and other places says that the children of God, born-again believers, are the true spiritual Israel of God. Uh, Hosea 10:11 says Ephraim, which is another word for Israel, and which represents the church, and it also means double fruit, producing fruit for the Lord and fruit for the devil, is a trained heifer that loves to thresh, means he loves to tramp his spiritual garden harder. And, you know, we are spiritual gardens. Um, it says in 1 First, First Corinthians 3:9, you're a building, your house, your field. Uh, the parables of the sower says your soil uh, Genesis 1 says you're dirt. Um, and so uh, it tells us in Hosea to break up the fellow ground. In other words, make the, the make your spiritual garden like the, with the good sandy loam that will receive the seed 30, 60, 100 fold. And, but it says, it, uh, it says that Judah plows, which means Judah's praise, and Judah plows up that hard ground. Fallow ground is ground that's been laid up and become hard and unproductive. And so God tells us to break up the fallow ground in Hebrews, I mean, in Hosea chapter 10. And it says for us to sow with a view to righteousness. And so to break up the fallow ground, we have to be willing to praise. And it says Jacob harrows. And, of course, walking in repentance will cause that hard ground to be softened. But it says that Ephraim loves to thresh, means instead of uh, plowing up his garden, uh, he, he loves to thresh, which means, he likes to tramp down his garden harder and um, makes it hard. So he hardens his heart. So God wants us to praise. And, of course, there's the yokes the Pharisees put on your neck, people that are legalistic, people that are performance-oriented, people that are trying to conform you into their image, religious people. Um, Peter rebukes the Pharisees in Acts 15.10. He says, now... Therefore, why are you putting God to the test by putting a yoke upon the necks of the disciples, a yoke which neither you or your fathers were able to bear? 
and God calls us to freedom. He tells us not to subject ourselves again to a yoke of bondage. Galatians 5.1 says, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep on standing firm and do not subject yourself again to a yoke of bondage. Um, Jesus' yoke breaks all other yokes. Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and easy. My, my yoke is easy and my load is light. And so our commission as his disciples is Isaiah 58, 6, where he says, Is this not the fast which I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? And so as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, that's our ministry. You don't have to have a set ministry. All of us are called to minister. All of us are called to live in such a way that we let our light shine before men so that they see our good works and glorify our Father who's in heaven. It says in the Psalms that God will put a new song in our mouth, a song of praise to him that many may fear and and trust the Lord. And so... Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, talk about the ministry a little bit and give you an opportunity to call in if you want to call in for prayer. I'll be happy to pray for you. And um, I'm going to give you just a few minutes to uh, think about what I've said about yokes. Are you wearing someone else's yoke? Is there somebody controlling you? If so, that's witchcraft. God God wants to control you. And so... um, Let's get these yokes off our neck, okay? Let's get on the yoke of Jesus. And so, Lord, in the name of Jesus, pray with me. First of all, Lord, if I've never been born again, if I've never been willing to deny myself and take up my cross and follow you, Lord, I I choose to do that now. I ask you to forgive me. Lord, I want to know that I know that I know that I'm saved. I invite your Holy Spirit of truth to possess my body and drive out every demonic power. Father, I receive you as my Savior, as my Lord, and I choose to deny myself, take up my cross, repent of my sin, turn from my sin, and uh, so that I might live for you in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I ask you to forgive me for wearing any yoke that's not the yoke of Jesus. Um, Lord, would you forgive me for disobedience to your voice and your commandments that would cause me to serve my enemies in hunger and thirst and nakedness? and the lack of all things, and you to put an iron yoke on my neck until I'm destroyed. Father, I I ask you to forgive me for disobedience to your voice and your commandments in Jesus' name. Forgive me for not seeking first your kingdom and your righteousness so that all these things will be added unto me. And, Lord, I just forgive every person that I've let control me. Um, And, you see, if you let somebody control you now, that tells me that you you grew up with a parent that was controlling So you need to forgive your parent that controlled you growing up and break that expectation that, that, uh, or that default that you're trained up to be controlled. Uh, so Lord, in Jesus name, I forgive my parents. If they controlled me, forgive me for controlling others. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for breaking judgments that I made on my parents. Uh, forgive me for, I forgive them for training me up to be controlled, to fear man more than I fear you. Father, I break that default in the name of Jesus. I break the judgments I made on my parents of being controlled by other people. Father, I want to hear your voice 
and I want to obey you, and I don't want to follow the voice of a stranger anymore. Forgive me, Lord, for following the voice of a stranger in the name of Jesus. I want to hear your voice, Lord. I thank you that your word will not return void. Forgive me for pride, Lord. Forgive me for living after the flesh and and manifesting the character and nature of Jesus, uh, the character and nature of Jesus, uh, sorry, the character and nature of Satan through my life and not not manifesting the character and nature of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to take this yoke of pride off my neck, the garment of violence, the attire of the harlot. Uh, God, I take my thoughts captive uh, in the name of Jesus. I ask you to heal the, macula, the, the um, glaucoma that would cause my eyes to bulge out with fatness. In the name of Jesus, bulging eyes, I break your power in the name of Jesus. I break the power of that yoke of pride, uh, that, gar- that necklace of pride in Jesus' name, idolatry. Lord, forgive me for not walking in the spirit um, <clears throat> so that I can be a son of God, so that it proves that I'm a son of God. Uh, I don't walk in the spirit because, uh, to, to be saved because I am saved. I walk in the spirit. Lord, forgive me for um, receiving a yoke of fear, a yoke of slavery that causes my life to be subjected by fear. Father, I ask you to break off this yoke of bondage, this yoke of fear. Thank you that you break, that a yoke of Jesus breaks all other uh, yokes in the name of Jesus. Forgive me for having a yoke of pride manifesting the character and nature of Satan in my life instead of the character and nature of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, I receive your yoke, and I would like for you to lift one. If you're if you're li- listening on the telephone, uh, lift one of your hands to heaven. If you're listening on the computer, lift both hands and say, Lord, I ask, I receive the yoke of Jesus. I come unto you because I'm a labor and I'm heavy laden, and I ask for your rest. Lord, I choose to get on your potter's wheel. Uh, uh, lift your hands to heaven. And, Lord, I receive your yoke. And, Father, I ask you to put your yoke on their neck in the name of Jesus. And, and pray with me. I break, I break soul ties with every person who's controlled me, uh, every person I've controlled in Jesus' name. I call back my soul and spirit from them, cleansed, sanctified, and made whole by the blood of Jesus. And we're calling back the human spirit. I send back their souls and their human spirits back to them. I exchange their image. For the image of Christ in the name of Jesus. Lord, I I renounce the Ephraim, the false gods of, uh, Lord, I renounce the spirit of Ephraim. I renounce the spirit of Assyria, uh, all the false gods of Assyria. I renounce all of the false gods of Assyria in the name of Jesus. Um, I renounce Asher, uh, all the gods of nature, all the false gods that that my forefathers have worshipped, I renounce in the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus. And, Lord, I come to you because I labor and I'm heavy laden, and you said you'll give me rest in Jesus' name. Now I take the sword of the Spirit and I cut every yoke off their necks that's not the yoke of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I loose on them peace uh, in the name of Jesus. All the, the yokes that have been grueling, shaping, and annoying, I command you to leave, leave each person who's prayed that prayer with me in the name of Jesus. I break the power of pride. I command you to go in Jesus' name. I break the power of fear, doubt, unbelief, worry, anxiety, tension, stress, nervousness. I break the power of pride, arrogance, 
boastfulness in the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus, power of Leviathan. I break the power of, of uh, depression. I break the power of discouragement. I break the power of sadness in Jesus' name. I bless you, Lord. I bless you. Take a deep breath and blow out in Jesus' name. The word spirit means breath in Jesus' name. Praise you, mighty God. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Well, I hope this message made sense. I mean, I had a very difficult time teaching it because I'm I'm having to teach off my computer and I have difficulty with my vision today. Uh, Tomorrow it's going to be better in the name of Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Anyway, thank you for listening in. Uh, If you would like a seminar scheduled in your area, email me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net. I hope that you'll listen in again. And if there's nobody calling in, um, I just want to say may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you more peace. Love